Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. What is going on, Dutch sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here with another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And tonight, on a special midterm episode where we bring you sports lines and betting picks brought to you by my bookie we are joined by belly sports writer and the goaded podcast thomas christensen how are you doing thomas uh great thanks for having me i just got out of my six o'clock uh college class and now i'm actually doing a podcast with a teacher so this is really exciting <laughs> i gotta ask as uh <laughs> what what class do you get out i am a teacher what class do you just get out of i, I got out of my media law class i'm a journalism major <laughs> San Jose State, go Spartans. Yeah, it sounds way more interesting. I mean, depending on the, anyway. It's, it's not. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I want to say at your age, I was taking stuff like, you know, pre-colonial Latin American history and stuff. And that was, man. See, I would be, I would be very interested in, in, in history, but I, I decided to get into sports journalism. So here I am. Well, to be fair, I, I guess we're both at Belia doing the same kind of thing. So I don't yeah. know which path works. You're a little <laughs> younger, so maybe yours is working better. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, again, tonight's midterm is brought to you by, by my bookie. You can use my bookie to place all your sports bets, all your picks uh, throughout the season, and all your favorite sports and combat sports, uh, including things like the NBA MVP, NBA Finals odds. Make sure you use codes. F in sports to double deposit up to a thousand US dollars. They also take all your favorite Bitcoins, Ethereums, and those kinds of things. Thomas is young. He can tell you about it. But anyway, tonight we're going to start with looking at the NBA MVP. The regular season is in its final, I guess, calendar week, right? We have less than seven days left. And uh, to be fair, this is a regular season MVP award. So we're not going to talk about the fact that LeBron James might miss the playoffs. <laughs> the thesis for this week reads, Thomas, that Nikola Jokic will win the NBA MVP. He is the betting favorite at my bookie at minus 440. You hear that and you think what? Uh, I'll give it a B. I so what's funny is on our earlier episode this season, I, I talked about the NBA MVP at like the trade deadline. Um, I'm going to sit at like a low B, B minus as well. Um, I have to stay somewhat consistent, but also there's some issues. Anyway, let's dive in. All right, Thomas, you gave it a B. Uh, Nikola Jokic 
would be a back-to-back MVP. Again, he is the betting favorite on my bookie at minus 440. What do you think? He's the betting favorite and basically been the front runner for MVP for this entire season because he's led the league in every single advanced stat. And that sort of thing is what really gets voters riled up, in my opinion. I mean, people just love to look at these advanced stats, especially if you can't watch the games all the time. And he's a guy that really jumps off the page. But I can't quite commit to it because they are a number five seed. I understand they don't have Jamal Murray. I understand that they don't have Michael Porter Jr. for the entire season. So you can't really, like, I understand that Jokic is basically carrying a bunch of scrubs. But I just see Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo Breathing down this guy's neck, I also see a bunch of other candidates that we can get into later also coming down his neck. None of these teams, the Bucks, Sixers, or the Nuggets, are number one or number two seeds, which historically the MVP has been giving out to a guy on a number one or on a number two seed. So this MVP year is just going to be a really strange one. and I, I just don't want to give it out to the very end, so I have to go B for that reason. Yeah, and, and I guess I said it would be – so I mentioned the previous episode of this podcast, and I wanted to be consistent. That was around the time DeMar DeRozan was really hot, and the NBA trade deadline was coming down, and there was DeMar DeRozan MVP buzz. And frankly, I caught some flack on Twitter because I don't think he – at the time, I didn't think he was an NBA MVP. I don't mean to be like patting myself on the back. I think that we all agree with that now. In that podcast, I outlined some of those stats you're talking about win shares for 48 minutes being chief among them as a weird, accurate indicator for who has been the MVP for like 15 years, right? Like the guys that buck that trend are like Russell Westbrook was 10th in win shares for 48 minutes the year he won it. He made history average a triple double. Derek Rose was also 10th the year he won it, but there was the Bron voter fatigue. People were pissed about Miami, that all those kinds of things. And you know, LeBron was in first and we weren't going to pick it, right? Um, I will say wind chairs for 48 minutes also typically, as you're alluding to, leads to team wins, right? So wind chairs for 48 minutes is, it's an algorithm of your stats divided by how many minutes you play in a game and winning is included and in, amongst the stats, right? And so winning more games would help your, st- your stats. That Jokic has... Two point or 0.299 win shares for 48 minutes with a bad team it's wild like i like like, like that that's statistically a crazy anomaly frankly that Giannis Antetokounmpo is right behind him at 0.282 feels like of course he is the bucks are great they're top three in the east depending on the day um i actually don't know what the standing will be when this pushes live because games are happening as we're recording um but Giannis, I feel like almost fits that mold more. I wonder though, if you're going to a voting standpoint, is Giannis a guy we're about to put in the three time MVP category? The guys three or more magic, Larry Moses, Wilt and LeBron have four Russell and Jordan have five and Kareem has six pre elite company. I don't get the impression you're voting Giannis. So where are you going? If not, the betting favorite, uh, Nikola Jokic. I will answer your question with a question because I just want to. I just want to ask this real quick. Would you feel more comfortable making Nikola Jokic a two-time MVP or making Giannis a three-time MVP? 
Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, back to more homerism and hot takes. My hot take on Giannis is if he didn't win the 2019 MVP, this wouldn't feel like, like giving a second one this year would feel fairly accurate. And I don't think you should win that one. I, I like, I, like okay. I go okay. back to that one and I, I, I would backtrack like retroactively. I, I think James Harden had put up Wilt type statistics the same way that Russell Westbrook put up Oscar Robertson type statistics. I, I had given that one back. I will say the, the lesser you know, lukewarm take I have is that I feel like of the last, what, four years of Giannis, the first MVP was his worst of the four years. Like he's gotten better each yeah. year. I could yeah. totally see him winning it. Um, I do think giving it to a guy on a fifth seed is kind of weird for whatever yeah. it's worth. It is, that's, that's just my one thing. It's just kind of weird. And that's why I wanted to bring up, if it's okay, if, if I can now, uh, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns sort of creeping his way post-All-Star into – MVP contention. And I brought some statistics. I did my homework as well, because I know that this is a classroom themed podcast. (laughs) So I have post all-star game, obviously Chris Paul, he played in the all-star game for like two minutes and then dipped. uh, And he was out for the next 15 games. So I, or actually more than that, but I grabbed the first 15 games from his absence because uh, that was when Chris Paul was out and Devin Booker was in for the Phoenix Suns. And now I, then I also took a 20-game sample size uh, where Chris Paul and Devin Booker and the rest of the Phoenix Suns who were also healthy, and I compared the two because I basically was able to get pretty good sample size side by side. So uh, th- this is gonna this is pretty in- incredible to me. So I wonder what you, how you're gonna react to this. So Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul and Devin Booker field goal percentage overall 48 percent. No Chris Paul 50 percent. Three-point percentage, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, 36%. No Chris Paul, 39%. Then you go to offensive rating, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, 110. No Chris Paul, 119. Defensive rating, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, 103. Defensive rating, no Chris Paul, 109. Now that's a slide, but the net rating, Chris Paul and Devin Booker is 7.1, and the no Chris Paul net rating is 9.8. So what does that tell me? Okay, one more, one more, one more, one more. Chris Paul and Devin Booker assist to turnover ratio. So you're thinking Chris Paul, he's the guy who doesn't turn the ball over and make sure he gets the ball to his guys. Assist to turnover ratio, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, 1.96. Assist to turnover ratio, no Chris Paul, 2.24. And so I understand that, you know, these are these are just a few stats. I have more. They're going to come out in an article tomorrow for bellyupsports.com. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm just saying, if you take away Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns get a little better in, in, in certain categories that you would think with Chris Paul, they would be better and they're not, then maybe Devin Booker should be more considered for MVP because we're, if, we're, if we're being real here, you know, that this was sort of, Devin Booker's time and this sort of 15 game sample size to show that. Now I, I understand it's just 15 games, but these are the Phoenix Suns. They've been destroying everybody. It doesn't really matter who they've been playing. And I, and I will concede the sample record in the 15 games that I chose was 11 and four, the 20 game sample size with Chris Paul and Devin Booker 17 and three. So they had a few more losses, but I'm, I'm just saying in these specific categories that could be matchup based, uh, but yeah, that, that's just my two, my two cents. 
on Devin Booker, he should be here. He should be considered in the MVP conversation. I don't know he's going to win it. I think it's a little too late. There's really not that much momentum for him. I'm just here, you know, talking, talking my talk here. Well, and I think Devin Booker, first of all, when we get to the team stuff in a moment, when we do NBA finals odds, I've got quite a homework take on Devin Booker too. Um, when we, we look at Devin Booker, he fits this, not that we didn't know how to work math before, but we have a better understanding of numbers the last 15 or 20 years. And he fits kind of the mold of MVPs before that best guy, best team. Phoenix has been running away through the regular season, the best team. And he's been consistently their best guy because Chris got hurt. And frankly, until you started rallying them off and I kind of got the picture, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have guessed that all the statistics get better with, Booker and not Paul. I will say that that just like you mentioned, the schedule wins and losses. You know, we have to look at the defenses and that I like that takes a really analytical approach. But the stats on the whole are impressive because they're playing an NBA team and it's a big enough stretch that it won like a two or three game one off kind of situation. Um, Devin Booker, interestingly to me, obviously I like Chris Paul a lot, but I like Devin Booker a lot as a creator with the ball in his hands and that's the offense you're talking about i think because they have deandre aiden behind him his defense gets overlooked because part of their strategy is to funnel to the big man right and it looks like aiden's great and he is great but i think what's interesting about booker at the mvp and then i'll throw it back to you is with how good that team has been someone has to win some awards Monty or you know Aiden as defensive player or you know six man of the year as well like just saying they won the regular season doesn't seem adequate to summarize their season they're current that as we sit here recording again things might change by the morning they're sitting atop the NBA at 62 and 16 they're far enough ahead they're not going to fall out of the top of the NBA um you know I, I I guess I feel like I guess you could give them a six man and a defensive player and a couple guys on all NBA teams and Monty Williams coach and not give them MVP, but MVP would kind of summarize we're watching, right? Oh, 100%. And you know, if you're going to go by historical sense, it's number one or number two seed. Uh, I think the other thing is that the other telling sign is that I, I did the same statistic, ex- statistical exercise, taking Devin Booker off and all of the numbers go from go when it's just Chris Paul, they go down and, it's sort of this, I understand what you said about Devin Booker, how his defense is a little overshadowed. And I, I can, I can get behind that a little bit. Not maybe not as bullish on that as you, um, but quite frankly, it's just, he, he is the, probably the best player on the best team. And that, that should be rewarded and not just the best team, but probably like the hungriest team has one of the better narrative storylines uh, coming back from last year, that finals loss. And so I wonder if maybe they don't get the MVP. Maybe they don't get the defensive player of the year or any other award. Maybe they just get a few all NBA second team selections and maybe that's going to light a fire under them. And maybe that's going to take them to a title uh, this season. I, I would like to see a Phoenix Suns title at some point because they've never won. Uh, so that would just be uh, that, that's my interesting take here. Well, the Suns have a great history, whether it's Marley or Nash or, or whatever. Uh, it'd be yes. great to see that city get a yes. chance. Um, I will say I, Devin Booker is plus 6,800 on my bookie. Are you putting a hundred bucks down? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> so you don't think it's going to happen? You think I, it I know happen. it's not going to happen. It should happen. It's not going to happen. That's the problem. <laughs> so who's going to get it? Uh, well, okay. If I if I have to say right now who's going to get it, my safest money would be on Jokic. That it just feels like that's where the momentum has been going the whole time. And to be fair, it is the safest money. It, it's minus 440. So the rookies, that means you've got to put 440 to win 100. Hmm. Giannis, I thought it's interesting. Um, I think they're hedging because they don't think they'll give him a third, but he's at plus 420. Um, I think that's pretty good money for a guy that, you know, MVP aside as a separate conversation or, you know, best team in the regular season aside as a separate I think we can all agree that there are a lot of nights of the year that Giannis is the best player in the NBA. <laughs> like, like regardless of what time of year those nights happen or whatever, or how many minutes he's in on the floor, like there's a lot of nights he's the best player in the NBA. And so I, plus 420 might be where I'd bet if I were a gambling man. Um, but I, I feel like it's a Jokic back-to-back year. The, two-time winner club and several of these are people that want back-to-back uh bob pettit carmelone tim duncan steve nash steph curry Giannis. i feel like it's more likely that we throw Jokic in that class than Giannis up in the bird magic moses close to lebron so i mean frankly Giannis also they're both fairly young i guess they could do it at some point later um is there any you know I come back from the future and tell you, Thomas, it's not who we're talking about. We completely missed him on that episode. Who who else could it have been? Well, if it's not Joel Embiid, it's not Nikola Jokic, and it's not Giannis, it's Devin Booker. And that's it. <laughs> okay, because who else? Who else would it be? I mean, I, I, understand, I see right now Luka Doncic has better odds than Devin Booker. They're a four seed. How does that make any sense? And then you go John Morant. Well, the, the Memphis Grizzlies are 19 and two without John Morant. So how can you be, how can he be their most valuable player? I understand, you know, John Morant is John Morant, but it doesn't matter. It's, it has to be Devin Booker. If if we are completely wrong about this, the only other possible solution is Devin Booker. That's the the only guy that fits all of these all of these things that makes uh, an MVP. I I was wondering if you were going to say Luca because not just because they're both tall white Europeans. To me, every argument Luca has is also a Jokic argument. And like you mentioned, as we record this, they're a fourth and a fifth seed. Like. That's just who gets the seventh game home in a series. Like it's otherwise very negligible difference between those two teams. And Jokic has had a much better year. So if you're going to give it to a four seed, I don't know why you wouldn't give it to a five. Worth pointing out that, you know, the only times we're breaking could because when she had 48 minutes, yields wins. Like Westbrook was not on the most winning team. They didn't even have a home playoff series. That'd be more akin to what Jokic is doing. Um, but even like Derrick Rose didn't lead the league in win shares, but the Bulls did have the most wins. I would have to go back and look at a couple of these from the 90s because I was born in 91 <laughs> and I don't necessarily remember everything that well. Um, but on the whole, I think you're right. It's typically a top couple of seed. And it's interesting that I guess Milwaukee could be that with Giannis or Philly. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? 
Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we we seem to have an affinity for our beers between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big dudes in the Houston area. What do you think about the pieces? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your bombs, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out the beard struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, the beard struggle's got all the products that you need. The beard struggle, feast your face. And anyway, it is a team game, and so let's break into some team stuff uh much like our last thesis this one is looking at odds on my bookie uh while devin booker is not the odds on favorite to win the mvp his phoenix Suns are the odds on favorites to win the nba title they are at plus 255 that's almost twice as good as anyone else so my thesis for you thomas the phoenix Suns will win the NBA title this year, you hear that and say, what grade? A minus. I, I might even go as high as an A. I'm feeling pretty confident about this one. So let's break it down. All right. We're both really high on the Suns. You think they have the MVP. And, and I think that that's not a crazy argument. Talk to me about why they're the betting favorite. Why should they, why will they win the title? Well, I think it's why wouldn't they, right? They've made it back here. They have their in, in the their same core. Um, you know, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, you got those guys, sure. But now we're seeing steps up from Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Landry Shamit has started hitting shots for no reason. They've gotten production out of random players like Bismack Biombo. I'm just like, this team is so like absolutely unstoppable. By the way, they have more wins. They set a franchise his, uh, record in wins. And I was thinking about that. That's more wins than they've ever gotten with Charles Barkley with any seven seconds or less uh, season. They've never had a better season with a guy like Dennis Johnson. They've never had a better season. Like there have been a lot of really good Phoenix Suns teams. Um, obviously they've never won a title before. And that all of that combined, I'm just like, man, like, I wonder if this is just the Phoenix Suns storybook year. Like how, what, what really stands in their way? I had to give them, I had to add that minus on there because then I saw right across from the Phoenix Suns with the second best odds, the Milwaukee Bucks. And that's, that's, I have to give them the A minus just because I know what happened last year. And I, I just wonder if it had ever happened again. Well, I think there's a couple things. Obviously, one thing I will say about the franchise Phoenix, right? Like, I forget it was 06. One of those early aughts years with Steve Nash, they get the playoffs and lose Murray Stoudemire and still get to West Conference Finals. Um, I, I only said that, like, as a Rockets fan, we had Chris Paul's hamstring, and, like, mm-hmm. we still dwell on that. I'm sure they still dwell on that. This would be a good feel-good story to come back. Um, I look at Phoenix, and I told you I was going to go a little homer on this. 
the Phoenix Suns are the 2018 Houston Rockets. And here's my take here, okay? You've got, at point guard, Chris Paul, right? Okay. At center, you've got a defensive-minded, screen, rim-running big. At two guard, you've got a highly efficient score that can orchestrate an offense that you're arguing should win an MVP. In 2018, they had a guy that won the MVP in Houston. And then everyone else is just like, a role player that makes threes like that's like that's the whole like it's good defense yeah. and everyone else it really feels like a similar formula um you know i might argue that ayton is better than compella but i'd also probably argue that mvp harden is better than booker it, that it, like we're splitting hairs yeah the team's construction feels very similar and if i've argued my entire life since 2018 that a healthy rockets team wins a title I feel like I have to also argue this team wins a title. Um, they, they feel really well put together if they run into some trouble. I only see one or two teams as the West is currently orchestrated that could really give them a series. I'm imagining you're going to agree with me that most trouble would come from out East. Crystal ball, I come back from the future. The Suns did not win the whole thing. We both lost money on the bet. Who is taking them out? Milwaukee Bucks in, in the finals. I, I, I see only the Bucks as in their path, just two teams that I, I'm wondering if it's like a Golden State Cleveland uh, sort of rivalry that we're seeing here, maybe a, like sort of a mini rivalry, uh, three, two, three years stretch. But both of these teams, as constructed, they've got a lot of their players under contract for the next year. I understand that DeAndre Ayton is coming back, but uh, I, I just see these two teams sticking around for a really long time because they've got two franchise guys that, quite frankly, they might be the next, you know, they're the same age. They might really start to take this M, this NBA thing. Um, I did want to say I really like your, your 2018 Rockets take, but part <laughs> of it that I just want to add even another wrinkle uh, Mike D'Antoni's thing that with my biggest criticism of Mike D'Antoni in those Rocketeers was his uh, his lack of ability to embrace the mid-range shot. And I wonder if the Phoenix Suns, they actually do that a lot. That's the one thing that they do that the Houston Rockets don't. The biggest difference is they really embrace that mid-range shot because they've got two of probably the best mid-range shooters in the game right now. Uh and I wonder if that maybe that's sort of like the math problem of basketball, the statistical difference. Well, and I think what's interesting there is that at times in Houston, Chris Paul got to that elbow shot. The shot he got hurt against your Golden State Warriors, he gets the elbow shot. And it kind of felt like Mike was like, he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, I, I think Devin Booker also does that very well. Um, he also hits the two pound pull up about 15 to 18 feet away, as well as anyone in the modern game because guys don't practice it um i you know i think that tran the translation there is harden would go get free throws right um points or points i i i feel like that houston team would have won had they stayed healthy i feel like this team barring injury because obviously you know knock on wood any of that would throw off any of this i i will say if you told me after some of the games Luka Doncic had this year, right? Right now, as they sit, Dallas is the four seed. They would theoretically meet up in the second round. You know, we saw Luka Doncic going fuego. Yes, they lost the Clippers, but we saw him going fuego in the playoffs the last two seasons. Um, I could see him having 
in a seven game series, two 45 point games, one, another triple. Like, like I could see him doing something crazy. Yeah. Um, I, you're, you're a Bay area kid. I don't think they're scared of the warriors. Even, even if people come back, right. Like are, should they be scared of the warriors? It's going to be weird. I don't think you can, I don't think you can even talk about the warriors until we see Stephen Curry play. Uh, we have to know his health and we have to know just sort of like, it's almost like with the Warriors, you can kind of tell by their mojo. Like you can just feel it if it's going to be a title year or not. And right now, the mojo meter for me is ticking down. It's tipping not not championship, right? They don't they don't have that same energy, that same feel. Maybe they're just going to run it back next year or something. But you know, it, like you said, uh, Grizzlies and Warriors are in that two three seed, so they would be the second round matchup. Whoever comes out of that to face the Suns in the in a hypothetical Western Conference matchup. Either the Grizzlies or the Warriors, I, I, maybe you aren't 100% fearing them, but the Warriors did take a few games off the Suns uh, earlier in the year, and the Grizzlies, again, are just on fire. They're the Grizzlies. I would be scared of either of those teams just because the Warriors have that pedigree, that championship pedigree, and the Grizzlies are this team that is going to be taking no prisoners, and they are not going to be caring uh, about the Phoenix Suns one bit or how they sleep at night. So I, either or these teams I would be worried about, but like you said, uh, I can't put – I can't put the Grizzlies or the Warriors in the same tier as the Suns. I, I see it as Suns one, Grizzlies Warriors maybe on the same level. Well, and that's interesting because obviously we could see. I just talked about in Fuego Luca. We've all seen in Fuego Steph Curry take over playoff series, um, so that would not be uncommon if he came back from an injury. Weirdly, the rest of his body has just rested, so maybe he's even ready to roll whereas like 2016 he hurt his knee first round or whatever right like those yeah. kinds of things yeah. um i i have to be honest though the real fear you you think that milwaukee will win the east or, or that's the big fear if they match up i would be worried about almost any team that wins the east not because you know it's oh all the matchups are bad being totally screwed you know in the early 2000s the new jersey nets were like that where the whole west was going to be better than whoever the New Jersey end up coming, right? I feel more like there's a handful of good teams in the East. And if you win that conference, you're hot at the right time. Like if Philly is battle tested mm-hmm. and is coming through, that's a scary sign. If Miami is back on their bubble stuff with Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo and Kyle Lowry, like that's scary stuff. The best thing for Phoenix is they've only got to beat one Eastern conference team. Like the East is very strong right now, and they've only got to play one of them. You really think it's Milwaukee? I do. And I, I'm going to double down on this because the Phoenix Suns have 11 more wins than the number one seed, uh, Miami Heat. And I understand what you said. Uh, all of these, you know, the Eastern Conference is loaded, there's a lot more uh, good teams. I only see the Bucks as presently constructed as being ready to make a run in the East, because in order to make a run in the East, you have to be, you can be good at some things, but you can't be bad at any one thing. And all of these other teams, I just, I can't buy into them completely because I just have questions. I just have flaws. The heat. I don't know where their offense is coming from all the time. The Celtics. I don't know if they have enough depth 76ers. I don't know if James Harden, what James Harden am I getting? I'm getting, 
play off James Harden. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sure you know he's been kind of hit or miss sometimes. The Shiro Bulls, how are they going to play without Lonzo Ball? And then you go down to the Raptors, Cavs, and eh, I don't even know. Brooklyn Nets is the same thing because I don't even know if I'm going to get Ben Simmons. And then honestly, without him, I just don't really believe in this team. So for me, the Bucks, the only team that it's a two-way team where I, I believe in all the things. I, I've seen it happen last year, and I can confidently say I see the Bucks more than any other team in a, in a seven-game series beating all these other Eastern Conference teams. Well, and I, I certainly agree that we've seen it play out that, like, I trust Giannis. I do, and again, total homer, the, the toughness of a P.J. Tucker and, and those kinds of things. Like, I do think the slight differences in the margins could impact things. I, I You mentioned Brooklyn, though. In Brooklyn, when we're looking at my bookie stuff, was the most interesting one to me. That's bad money. They're at plus 600, and they've got to win – two single game samples just to get in the dance. Yeah. That that's, that's because of Ben Simmons. That's because people are thinking that he's going to come back as Ben Simmons from two years ago and be, be like a defensive and fix their entire defense because he's been, it's just not going to be the same guy. I don't know how you can take two years or a year off of basketball and, and you just, you're not going to be able to recover from that. You got, you have to take a few months. I mean, Clay Thompson, I mean, look at that guy or, you know, it just doesn't make any, I don't, I don't see that. I don't see how that could be possible. I, I just don't get where that, I guess that odd is because people continue to bet them. I, I really, and maybe the odds shot up when Kyrie is going to get to play in all the games. Um, I, I just don't having just watched them kind of float by my rockets. I kind of felt like a gang of kids that are in their college years that are playing pros for Houston. They really kind of got to the basket when they wanted uh, they're not great shooters, but they got open threes when they wanted. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm worried about LaMelo in the first round of the play. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know how you can confidently put at a plus 600. If, if I'm betting on the 10 seed, for reference, the 10 seed out west is the Spurs. The odds for San Antonio are plus 32,000. <laughs> like just the, the idea that that team gets in is wild to me. You're not betting on the Spurs. I take it. Is there any long shot that you would put a dime on long shot that I would put a dime on would be the Grizzlies at 1375. Uh, they, they just have a team that I, I, I think that's actually just really, really good odds considering uh, sort of their roster and energy. I just, I, do, I wonder how that's going to translate to a playoff setting. We haven't really seen the Grizzlies too much or John Morant too much in the playoffs or in like that kind of a high pressure scenario. And, but I know that they have been this trash talking young team. They are extremely deep. They're really built for the playoffs. I mean, we're not, I'm not just talking about John Morant. I mean, not even just talking about Jaron Jackson Jr. They've got slow-mo or Desmond Bain or all these guys that, really aren't going to even show up on the, on the scouting report that I could really see making an impact in a series. Or I think that um, Taylor Jenkins trusts to put on the floor in a playoff series. So yeah, I would take the Memphis Grizzlies at plus one, 1,375 for that. That's wild to that. Uh, you know, if you'd have told someone in January that they'd be at plus 1375, I think they'd laugh at you. I felt like in January, we were all myself included really high on them. I, I feel like there's defensive issues in Memphis. Um, 
because I, I watched their offense and like, man, especially with Jaws out there, that's a tough, that's a tough group to stop. I think that they, you know, probably got out of the first round because they're good. And also they had the experience of a year ago. They lost in the first round to Utah. Um, <laughs> then in the second round, they get the Warriors. Like they could be running into the resurgence of a dynasty or they could be running into it on its last leg. And then when they got to beat the Suns, we both keep talking about. It. I I do think though that that feels like the best odds because in January, February, we would have both been like, man, that's great money. Um, anyway, uh, obviously Thomas, you're going to be following this stuff very closely as a basketball writer with Belly Up and on your own podcast and things like that. Tell people where can they find you? Where can they find your information? Where they where can they keep up with you on all of these things? Yeah, so go ahead and follow me on Twitter at ThomasGoatNBA. I'm a writer for BellyUpSports.com, of course, the NBA section. Also a writer for the Spear SJSU, so if you're into San Jose State Sports, or if you're a California kid like I am, go ahead and check out uh, California Today by NTD News because I am on the sports segment for that. Uh, so go ahead and get some real news, get some news IQ, take a break from basketball. And then you got me giving you the sports at the end. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, I think that's it. Except for I do the Goated podcast every Friday live at 3.05 Pacific time, uh, right before the NBA games start every Friday at four. So you get some NBA analysis and then you got to get to see me be wrong about everything I just said when you watch the NBA games all night long. Well, Thomas, you mentioned watching real news for a break from basketball. Basketball is the rest of our break from the real. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we got that backwards. Um, make sure you go check him out. Writes fun stuff with Belly Up. Got a bunch of different projects you can hear his voice on. So make sure you go check him out. That's It was at Thomas Goat NBA. Yes. Okay. Once it gets all caps, I'm just like, I'm looking for Thomas. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, good deal, man. You can find me and my personal stuff at Painsworth 516, P-A-I-N-S-W-R-T-H 512, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. This show is on Instagram at F underscore N underscore sports and on Twitter at FN sports too. Make sure you go to those uh, social media handles. You can check out the bios, the link in the bios, a link tree on that. Get to my bookie, use code FN sports to double your deposit up to a thousand US dollars. Thanks so much for checking out the show. Make sure you like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the one things to have on the podcast. And whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.